Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Well, we got a little story for you, Ags. Super Dave Quinn, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1997, is the founder of Day One Experts. This is a fractional economic development company that has its purpose of helping Texas communities and companies grow, thrive, and meet their goals. So pass it back and listen up to Dave, Super Dave, as he shares some good bull. Dave Quinn is joining us. And honestly, before I had met Dave, I didn't know that his company or his job, his position even existed. Uh, Dave, I'm not going to steal any any thunder from you, but I think that as an, an entrepreneur and people that support and want to see entrepreneurs grow and achieve their goals, having someone like you is is so critical and is a great resource. Um, but first off, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, you bet. Guys, that's always good to talk to fellow Aggies and I appreciate what you're doing and the work you're doing to uh, help other entrepreneurs succeed. It's uh, so important in today's world. I believe in entrepreneurship and small business. And uh, so I, I, I really uh, appreciate the time and effort that you're putting into this and helping uh, other entrepreneurs do what they do. Well, your your class of 1997, is that correct? That's right. So, so it's been a day or two since you've been a student on campus. Uh, what do you miss most about no longer being a student? The thing that I miss, and it's going to sound maybe a little strange, but I'm miss the sounds of Aggie land and taking naps on campus. Now, <laughs> you know, I put myself through school. I worked two jobs most of the way through. I, I drove a bus. I was an Aggie bus driver, but I also drove for Brian ISD. And so I would get up, you know, before dawn and go out and, you know, do the bus driving, then go to campus and, and drive buses there. And then I would go to class and then I would have a break, you know, in that early afternoon and I'd just be wiped out. And so I actually bought, this was before cell phones, right? We didn't have cell phones walking around campus. So I actually bought a travel alarm clock. And I would find a place on campus under a shade tree and I would put that alarm clock out and I would sleep. I mean, I would take some of the best naps and there's just that the, the click clack of senior boots and people talking. And it sounds extremely odd, I know, but I miss that sound that just the 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 campus life, just that background white noise of Aggieland. Man, I miss that. Those are good. <laughs> those are good days. That's That's probably the most unique answer we've gotten yet. That's pretty 100%. awesome. I love it. <laughs> Most people are around. I've missed football or whatever, but yeah, right. taking naps on, on campus. Okay. That's, that's a new one for us. We don't get to take naps anymore, right? Like ever that's since, we, like that doesn't happen in the business world, right? Like, I don't know that that's acceptable anymore, although it should be out. We should bring it back, but uh, yeah. So anyway, there you I go. Love it. love it. Well, I tell you what, Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and day one experts and everything that you're, you've got it going on and, and really how did it start and what's your origin story with that? All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, so I'm a certified economic developer. Most people don't even know what that is or even that that's a thing. But I was working out in the oil fields of West Texas. As I said, I put myself through school. And so after school, I had I had to find a, a place where I could go and make some money to, to, to kind of pay for all of that college debt. And the oil field made a really good uh, opportunity for me. And then, you know, I got married and had had kids and, and suddenly working, you know, 16, 20 hours a day 
for two and three weeks at a time wasn't a whole lot of, uh, wasn't great on the family. And so um, I was given the opportunity uh, by my mother-in-law to uh, apply for an assistant city manager's job. And I'm like, I don't know anything about city management. Like I, I barely know where to pay the water bill. Why would they hire me? And she's like, well, <laughs> the, you know, the city manager's an Aggie. He'll at least give you an interview. You know, you need a job that doesn't take you away from the family so much. And so, you know, as any good smart, uh, you know, son-in-law does, he, I, you know, who was being fed by his mother-in-law. I'm, I went in, I barely did my resume. I went in with no expectations and basically it started talking. The conversation was around, you know, what's wrong with our city? How would you help it? What is it that you would like to see? Well, I was, you know, I had young kids and I was like, well, you know, we don't have this and it would be great if we could do this. And I want this place to be really nice parks. And, and I was very passionate about it because I thought I was going to live there forever. And about two weeks later, he called me and, and said, you know, you're the worst candidate on paper by far. And I was like, well, thank you for calling. Are you calling Thanks. to tell me? Yeah, you know, like, I'll, thank you. And he said, but golly, you're so passionate about it. You mean everything you said. And I said, well, yeah, that's why I said it. And he said, well, oh, I'm going to hire you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I really was taking it back, right? Like, okay. Like I said, but you understand, I have no idea what it is to do. And he said, look, I can train you how to do assistant city manager. I can tell you how to run a city. I can't teach any of these other people to love the city the way you walked in with uh, your passion. And I said, well, okay. And uh, so I called my wife and told her I was taking the job. She's like, that's awesome. How much do they pay? And I'm like, that's a great question. I don't know. But, you know, it was such an Aggie and like, you know, and turns out it's like, I thought, well, it's the city. They probably pay really well. And like, you know, it's going to be fine. It was about half of what I was making in the oil field, right? So I was like, oh, this is this big hurdle. But, you know, it's good quality family time. You know, okay, we'll do that. And so about, you know, a year or two into that job, I realized that city's management is really not a good career choice because everybody is upset with the city. It doesn't matter. Like it's the city manager's fault for everything. You don't pay your water bill. It's his fault. They turned your water off. There's a pothole. It's your, you know, it's his fault. And so after about two years of this, I went in and said, look, Greg, everybody that walks in the office is really mad at you. I don't think I want to sign up for this, but there's this economic development thing that everybody really loves. Like that guy gets like, everybody wants to talk to me because I might have some money that they could, that I could help them with. I said, could I just do that part of the job? And, and apparently he was agreeing with, uh, with my assessment because he's like, I think you really excel at that. So anyway, he, he gave me permission really to pursue economic development. I got certified in that and really economic developers, their whole goal or job is to create wealth in a community to help create. And in order to do that, you have to help other people. We don't really, cities don't create wealth. That wealth is created inside the environment that is the city. And the city then provides services based on, you know, what the wealth that's created, tax base, sales tax. It resonated with who I was. I was a person who wanted to help people that I have always just wanted to help people make a difference. However, that looked like, and I remember, you know, my dad was a construction guy at one point in his life. And I remember he would drive me by construction sites and say, well, our buildings. And he'd say, yeah, we built that. Or I helped lay the foundation over here. Or I put the infrastructure into that building. And I always thought, man, that was so cool to be able to point out stuff that you had a real impact in building. And I really had given up, like, I'm not ever going to be a construction guy. That wasn't my thing either. And so economic development, I suddenly realized that I could point back to, you know, this rail park that we built or this park that we helped get funded or this multi-purpose event center that we figured out how to do. I could point back and say, I had some impact in, in making that happen or some company that relocates from out of state. We help them get here. Um, we help people get jobs and those 
those jobs then help feed families. And, and so I really fell in love with um, economic development. I was, uh, again, very passionate about it, loved what I was doing. And those led to success. And that success led to being um, called to work down in uh, Bastrop near Austin. Fell in love with that job. Was there literally a week before the fires broke out in 2011. Oh, I don't know if wow. you remember that. It was like one of the worst wildfires uh, <clears throat> in history. I was blessed to have gone through that situation. It's not something I would recommend for anybody, but having gone through it and seen the community and the way they rallied and the human spirit still chokes me up. So powerful. And uh, so anyway, navigated through that, had success in Bastrop post-fire. And then I was called by Frisco, Texas. The Jim Gandy is the, uh, was the longtime gentleman that was running the economic development in Frisco. And I always tell people, now that doesn't sound like much maybe to most people, but in the economic development world, that was like being called by the New York Yankees to go play center field when you were playing 1A ball in some no-name town. Not, and again, I said, yes, I'll take that job, not asking how much it was going to pay or any of the logistics. And, you know, when I told my wife, I'm taking the job and, and uh, you know, and then having to figure this stuff out. It's like, you just don't pass, you know, when you when somebody says you want to get on a rocket ship, you just say, yes, I want to be a part of that. And so I was able to work with Rick until he retired. And when he retired, I followed him out of, of that uh, organization and we started our own firm called Day One Experts, really taking all the experience on both that he and I both had and really doing that for any other economic development organization in the country. We fractionalized that. So you've heard of fractional CEOs or fractional mm-hmm. CFOs. We're doing that same concept, but with economic development. There are communities that need expertise that they don't have because they can't afford it or politically they can't afford to hire someone. You know, it can be a political reason, it can be financial, but the city manager is still dealing with all of the stresses and, and they're, you know, people are contacting them and they need someone they can trust to answer these questions or, or help with these projects. And so they can hire our expertise and get up to speed pretty quick. What's what's the sweet spot of a, so I'm assuming municipalities are your clients, are the people that that you serve and engage you. We are blessed in, in Aggieland, in the Brazos Valley, to have an amazing economic development corporation. Matt Prohaska, the, the chair and the president is a phenomenal cheerleader and it was someone that has brought so much value to the Brazos Valley. But like you said, not everybody is as blessed to live in Aggieland. So what size of municipality is the type that, that gets the most benefit out of you? Well, it sort of it sort of depends because it can be somebody who doesn't have the economic developer. So a size, M- Melissa, Texas, right? They're 15, 20,000 people. Um, they needed someone, a ton of growth coming at them, lots of opportunity. They needed someone just to help sort through that stuff. Fairview, Texas is another client. They have 10,000 people. Again, don't need someone necessarily all the time, but they need some, when they need someone, they need them to be on their game and, and an expert. But we also help folks like Irving or some larger municipalities who have a very specific project niche that they don't have the expertise in. So we can come in and be the expertise and nobody ever knows we're there, right? So we're the, the backside expertise and it allows us to help fill the gap. And, and you know, you don't, have, you don't have to get somebody in and ramp up and all of this. You just hire us. We're there when you need us. And then when we're gone, we're gone. We, you know, that project's over, we're done. So you need a convention center hotel and you're not sure how to do that. Again, we have the resources and the contacts to do that. So, so that that expertise level, I mean, because economic development is, is most people believe, think about it as, okay, you're going to bring Tesla to Austin or you're going to, you're going to find a big fish that comes and in, in, invest in the town. But that's not necessarily the case. A lot of times it's a matter of growing the existing businesses and giving the entrepreneurs that are in the community the the resources to kind of scale up, but 
not everyone needs that of you. So it, what I'm hearing you say is that if a town has or a municipality has some economic development questions, they can just reach out to you and be like, okay, we're having problems with this. And can you either be a consultant or can you point us in the right direction? Yeah. So we're the correct? on-demand. Yeah, exactly. On-demand economic development. And that could be resources, connections, uh, relationships. Um, so we built a pretty big Rolodex. You know, in Frisco, we were seeing more deals in a uh, in a week than some economic developers will see in a, a year. We've did more lifetime projects in, in literally in a year than most will ever have. So, I mean, you do the deals like the Star and the PGA and all of these other massive projects. You know, those are careers, career projects, and they were happening you know, on a regular basis in Frisco. So we took all of that expertise and those contacts and that knowledge, and now we just are able to uh, trade in that with, with other cities. We also work with small businesses or businesses or developers who have an idea, but they need a place. So we have, because we're working in the economic development world, we know about opportunities that may not exist uh, to the public and we can connect that. And then we also have high net worth individuals that know we have these projects that need funding. And so when it can't be funded through just purely the developer's uh, pocketbook or the city's pocketbook, we bring in these third party high and you know high net worth individuals. And now we have all three legs of the stool and we can make projects happen. And so that's really what we trade in is playing in sort of all three of those spaces, which are all three spaces that you know good projects need is funding a place and an idea. Awesome. Love that. So let me ask you, because I was listening to your podcast, Gone to Texas. Tell us a little bit about this podcast specifically, what you're doing with that. And then I've got a follow-up question here that is completely unscripted, by the way. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I love off-script stuff. Well, so the thank you, by the way, the Gone to Texas uh, podcast was a way to help get the stories out. So we market to out-of-state businesses who are looking to make their move to Texas. And again, we're focused on the small to medium size. So if you have five employees up to 100 employees, those are the kind of companies we work with. These companies typically don't have inside real estate team. They're not big enough to connect most site consultants because the incentive package isn't going to be enough to really make it worth the incentive person's time. But what we've done is gone out to the economic development team and said, you guys pay us our fee. We'll take all of your dollars, put it together, and we'll go market and find these small businesses and we'll help them. We're not we're not trying to change people's mind. If you don't want to love, if you don't love Texas, I'm not trying to convince you to come to Texas. Yeah. If you're right. Googling how you're do lost, I move my okay. business to Texas, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't, like that's what the state does. There's other people that market. There's people that market that thing. What we do is say, look, if you're on the web trying to figure out how you move a business to Texas, we're going to pick you up and help you do that. And that's where we're trying to find um, our small businesses. Now, the reason that's so uh, new or, or different or the way that works is most economic development corporations don't have a digital marketing, content marketing platform. They do a little bit of marketing as far as they've got web and they'll have some social media. But generally as a strategy, it's not a large part of their strategy. The reason is, is because it's so stinking hard. You can spend a lot of money really fast and not have any results. And so in the economic development world, if you spend a lot of money and don't have results, it gets you fired, right? And so what we've done is said, look, we'll we'll fractionalize the risk across all the different communities. We'll roll it up. We'll do one brand, Texas Economic Development Connection. We'll go out and market. We'll do all the hard stuff. The cost per lead right now is pretty high for us as an organization. But as a member it's or as a partner, it doesn't hardly cost you anything. So we're learning and we're only the 18 months into this platform. But every month we're getting smarter about where our dollars are going, what kind of response we're getting. I always tell people when we first started, had I owned a moving company, an actual moving van company, I could have probably made a mint because we use the word move and everybody thought we were movers and they were calling us. I mean, we were knocking 
knocking it out of the park on that. It was the wrong <laughs> customer, but we were still having, you know, so we've dialed in some of that stuff. And, and really, the Gonda Texas is a content marketing um, opportunity for our partners, which are the cities, to share the story about a business in their town that has grown successfully. So for them, it's both a business retention and expansion project where they're giving a little love to a company that actually made their city good or made good in their city. And then at the same time, it's getting to market them as a place where other people can come and grow their business. So we don't really market the towns per se or Texas per se. That is sort of the backdrop of the success. So we're talking to manufacturers and and, uh, all kinds of entrepreneurs who have moved their business here or who've started a business and grown it here. And we share their story. And what our hope is, is that other economic, uh, other small business owners hear that story and say, hey, I can do that too. Now, how do I get started? And then they contact the Texas Economic Development Connection. And really what we do is a, a, we collate information and pass it from the business owner to the economic developers who then respond. And we just make that a seamless process. In Dallas-Fort Worth alone, there's something like 100, there's over 100 cities, each having economic development organizations. So that's 100 different websites. That's 100 different stories. That's 100 different phone calls. And, and that can just be overwhelming. And the difference to the business owner is each town, because of the way it's set up in Texas, gets to decide how they invest their economic economic development dollars. Frisco might like this certain industry, might like this uh, you know type of company. McKinney right next door might like a different kind. And so if you come to Frisco and you ask them for an incentive based on your you know what you do, they might say, well, we'll give you a thousand dollars a job if you create a job. Well, McKinney might be really high on that industry and really likes that you're vertical, and they'll say, we'll give you ten thousand dollars a job. Well, that's an incredible <laughs> difference. And if you don't know, you know that 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 could really cost the the entrepreneur. And you might not even know that there's people out there that would pay you to do that. And so uh, you move over to Melissa, to Fairview, to Bowie, Texas. They all have their own desires and what they're looking for and their own criteria. And so what we do is help you understand. You know, if you come, if you've never been to Texas, and we have a lot of these phone calls. You know, and and they're looking at Dumas, Texas, up in the Panhandle, or they're looking at um, Henderson in East Texas, and they want to fly in and see Henderson and Dumas in the same day. Right? <laughs> you know, you don't you don't do that, right? So we're helping with logistics like that. We also know that, you know, if you need trees and water and that sort of stuff as your input, well, you're not going to be in West Texas, right? Mm -hmm. So we're helping business owners really understand what their needs are and then helping them sort of orient in Texas where it makes sense for them to be. Now, we don't care where you, you know, you can go anywhere. We're, as an organization, I don't care where you land. We just want you in Texas and we want you here as fast as we can get you here. And we want you in the right place because um, we want you to be successful. If you pick Texas and you're, it's not the right fit and then you're telling everybody it's the worst thing you ever did, that hurts everybody. Yeah. But if we can put you in the right sweet spot, then you're going to go tell everybody else, this is the best move I've ever made. And gosh, you should talk to this organization because they really helped me for free. That's the goal of our or our organization long-term. So so let me ask, and, and again, this is that follow-up question, right? Because it sounded to me that Matthew McConaughey was the, the, the guy on the very first, uh, on the intro for your podcast. Is that true? It, it does sound like that. Yeah. Yep. So um, is it? Is is it? Well, that's a great question that, you know, um, we always <laughs> like to keep people guessing on because, you know, uh, I, I will tell you not, there's maybe two people in the world that know the answer to that. So uh, we'll, we'll probably leave it at that. <laughs> but we did, right? It's, it's, it's that, you know, it's iconic, right? That That's a great, yeah. uh, it's Texas. We wanted something that sounded Texas, but not sure too cowboyish like to Texas, yeah. right? So, it really uh, sounded like him to me. 
Well, Dave, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal for for your company? And as you're growing, I mean, like you said, you you just started this 18 months ago, and so and, and it sounds like you are impacting and helping a lot of communities. But in 10 years, where do you want to be? You know, so for me, I would love to have I, I would love to be the go-to organization for communities um, doing outbound lead generation for Texas. Right, We're taking the political side out of it. You know, every year we have to go down and fight for our lives as an economic development with the, the state legislature. What we want to build uh, is a privatized network where even if the state says, you know what, no more sales tax, no more dollars, we will have already <laughs> built the infrastructure in place that communities can still advertise and sh- share their stories. And, and I shouldn't say advertise. Really what we're doing is telling the story of Texas, right? So I want to be this media content producing platform that if you're a, if you have a successful business in a community, then we can share your story, right? Uh, and, and and that's my hope and goal. And, and really that um, will lead to what I hope to create uh, is the no, the Nobody Foundation. And the Nobody Foundation will be a nonprofit that creates opportunity for other small businesses that um, may not be able to plug into the normal system, right? The, the underserved folks in small towns where it might be hard to get financing. But all of that then, you know, in, in making those bets, it goes back into a nonprofit. It's not just a, a, a VC type, you know, for profit. It's literally how do we get more people doing what they love, passionately pursuing their purpose. And if I can do that, then they're going to have money and profits to give to their people and to, to their charities. So we feel like the best way to create that is to create a foundation that gives us more entrepreneurs and more small business owners that are being successful and those resources to, you know, for communities that, you know, they're outside the, maybe outside the, the triangle, right? We're fortunate all to live in sort of this, you know, the, the mega triangle of Texas, but there's a lot of opportunity outside of that. And there's a lot of good quality of life for people who want to, you know, live in that type of environment, raise their kids. And so thinking about, hey, can I, can I help people get out of a situation that's not the best? They move to a city or a small town or a smaller community where they plug into and become part of the community and their kids get to go to a, an entirely different environment and are successful and they grow up and, and sort of perpetuate that. Everything we're doing is, is moving in that direction and, and how do we get yeah, there? Super cool. Well, that's going to take us into the lightning round. And before we do that, we're going to pause for a message from our sponsor. And we're back. Okay, so let's head into the lightning round. The rules are simple. You have 30 seconds or less to answer a, each of these questions. Okay. So number one, what is your favorite hack? This can be personal, can be business. This is any kind of hack because we're about Aggie growth hacks here. That brief time in the morning, I don't care if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever I've got to sit still. And I don't know, two chairs. If you've ever read that book, I'd read that book. But you spend a little time with the, the master of the universe. That, that's it's priceless. Dave, what is your favorite bit of advice and bonus points. Uh, we'll give you 97 bonus points if you uh, if you tell us how you actually applied it. Zig Ziglar said, you can have everything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. I wake up every day. Um, it, it completely changed the way every interaction. I didn't come. I don't come into interactions saying, what am I going to get out of this today? I say, how can I help this person today? Game changer. Love it. So Dave, what is your superpower? I'm a connector. Whether it, it benefits me or not, I'm a believer that, you know, Steve Jobs said, you look back and you can see the dots connect. 
connect, but you can never see it looking forward. I'm a believer that, you know, I can connect people. If I can do anything to make a difference, at some at some point it all comes back and, and works out to the good for me. I love that. I love that that visual concept of of wanting to connect people, but not knowing in the moment if if where this is gonna go. But but having the heart to be able to do that. What what gets you? You're, you seem the type of guy that just gets out of bed and is probably going a hundred miles an hour about three seconds after you uh you hit the hit the ground. But what really does get you out of bed excited in the morning? I believe my purpose is to make a difference. And every day I get up and it's an opportunity to make a difference. As you can tell, I'm a Zig Ziglar fan. I'm a I'm an avid reader. I read a book and a half a week on average. It it just is how do I not waste today? We are only here for like a second. And you know that part, live your dash and, and it's the it's the dash between your dates that matter. I want every day to have mattered. So if I go to bed the same person as when I woke up, I wasted the day. And that means I can learn from anybody. Every interaction is an opportunity to learn. And if I haven't made a difference, my day is wasted. And it might be that I only make, the only difference might be that I roll into Chick-fil-A and I order stuff as Super Dave. My nickname is Super Dave. And people think it's a, it's a vanity thing, but I promise you, if you say Super Dave at Chick-fil-A, they will smile and laugh. And it's like that that one <laughs> small thing changed. It's a ripple thing, right? It's it's a little yeah. drop in the thing. That's my, uh, that's that's the driving force is to get up every day and make a difference. Love it. All right. So how can the Aggie Network get in touch with you and help you moving forward? Well, that's a great question. The best way uh, to connect with me is, I made it super easy. It's superdavequinn.com. That'll take you to my LinkedIn page. That's, you know, I, I, I'm obviously, because it's a professional platform, that's where I'm really plugged in. Um, obviously, if they want to connect to um, the Texas Economic Development Connection, they can go to Texas edconnection.com and they can get me there. And that's for any business that's looking to move or expand, uh, relocate in Texas. It's free of charge, no cost to them, and we'll help them out there. Well, Super Dave, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today, sharing with us the passion. I, I, like I said, I've heard of an economic development corporation and, and a group of people, but to have a fractional EDC is such a great tool to be able to maximize your experience and your, and your teammates' experience and your Rolodex and just to be able to say, okay, how can we help entrepreneurs? How can we, like you said, make a difference every single day to help entrepreneurs grow their business, to become successful, however that is defined. And you are the, the living epitome of that. So thank you so much for sharing your story today. You bet. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity and the platform to do it. Well, how about that, Ags? That is what you call some good bull right there. Super Dave had some amazing things that he talked about. I know that I wrote a whole bunch of things down. What was your biggest one there, Greg? The thing that stuck out to me the most was when he talked about his journey from the oil field into the city manager job or assistant city manager job and then into economic development and how he really had the clarity of saying like, look, I don't think that I want to be a city manager for the rest of my career. You know, I want to be able to be someone that one, everybody's happy to see, two, gives away money and three, empowers and helps entrepreneurs to, to really to be able to be with that. And, and so that takes a lot of courage. I mean, but this is, I mean, shoot, this is a courageous guy. This is someone who accepted a job before he even knew how much it paid. But to be able to be like, hey, no, this is something that that I'm passionate about, something that I'm really good at. And I think that there's a ton of parallels between the entrepreneurs that we talk about and, and the attitude that Dave had in saying like, look, this is really what my purpose and my calling on this earth is, what God created me to do. And for him to be able to realize that and to be someone that lifts municipalities, lifts communities, lifts businesses up to help and support. What 
what about you? How, what is something that, that you took away? So I, I think my biggest takeaway was really when he said, you know, talked about Zig Ziglar's quote there on, instead of, you know, thinking about and approaching everything of how, how am I going to benefit from this? Instead of approaching it that way, you, you approach it of how can I help this person? Right. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I love that. Love, love, love that as a, as a business owner, you know, that's what I try to think of in every single situation, try to give, 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 give as much as possible. You know, stuff is going to come right back to you. And I love how he said that, you know, you, uh, you've got to get up and get out of bed. And if you're not thinking that, then just stay in bed, you know? So I agree. And just that, that passion uh, where he talked about the, the Steve Jobs quote, you know, connecting people yes, and just finding a way to, to serve the greater good and to make people uh, serve what they want, yep. and then you'll get what you want. Absolutely. Well, Ags, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that if you're not connected with Super Dave, that you reach out to him, connect with him, especially if you're an Aggie entrepreneur that is looking to to grow, to move your potentially move your company. Come on back to Texas. You know, we we love y'all. Come on back. Or if you're a community that's in in Texas that wants to be able to to grow and to help the people around you meet your your community goals, reach out to Dave connect with him, listen to what he's got to say. We hope that you also connect with Aggie Growth Hacks. Connect with me, connect with Chris if we're not connected already and make sure you check out AggieGrowthHacks.com where you'll not only hear this conversation that we had with Super Dave, but all of our previous episodes and our other great content. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a entrepreneur, head on over to the website right now to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin. Well, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and giggle. Whoop. 